Yes, people, Albert JTV is back once again. Match review time. Ukraine nil, England, the mighty Lions, free Lions. It's possibly coming home four. But before we get into anything, people, let's hit the intro once again. Yes, people, once again, smash that like button, hit the notification bell. But before we do anything else in towards this preview, review, sorry, you guys should know what to do by now. And there you have it once again for the 20 millionth time. But I still need to remind people because sometimes they might forget. But um, yeah, man, uh, day after... The night in Rome. Let's big up people in the chat. Russ is in there already. Laurie's in there. Uncle Laurie's in there. Big up the people in there, man. Great support through this through this Euro content series. Souls once again. Welcome aboard, bruv. No, I just want to thank the people. Really good, good yeah. like a response, which is overwhelming. But yeah, now thank you for obviously tuning in. And um, yeah, we we thought it could have been our last one against Germany, but we're we're continuing. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's coming home, people. Well, I'm a little bit different to Souls. I, <laughs> it, it, it could possibly come home. That the, the key word did that, as you saw with the sentence. But um, yeah, it's um, it's time to it's it's been it's time to get serious when we play Germany. But um, yeah, the, the stakes are ramping up a lot um, come Wednesday. But people, um, like I said, I'll put this on my IGTV on Instagram, Spotify, and Anchor for my older listeners. Of course, I won't forget you, so it will go on there as well. But with further ado, we've got a very special guest from stateside. The Arsenal brother of all brothers. Let's bring him in. Regular host of regular support of my channel, Gary. Big up WDT. Big up WDWTT. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello, Albert, yeah. Souls, everybody in the chat. I see Russ and Laurie yeah. and whoever else joins us later. Welcome. <laughs> no, no, Gary, much love for coming on, man. And um, we had you on the Euro preview show back in June the 11th. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago. So much to ask you. And I'm glad I got you on, actually, because um, obviously being in stateside, you can sort of have a, probably non, like a, a different view from anybody else and sort of take the take the heat out of the out of the fire as to such. Um, but yeah, sort of the first question to ask you sort of straight away is, um, what were your expectations of England before the start of the tournament? And also, what have you made of the tournament as a whole so far? Yeah. Going in, I looked at the team and I said, you know, what? I think this is, they've got a, a really deep squad, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a, they've got a, a backup for every position, basically. I mean, the goalkeeper is the one that we kind of, you know, we thought we had that pretty set and then we had mm -hmm. to make changes there, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad choice to, you know, to get the number two in there, I think. So mm -hmm. everywhere, I, everywhere you looked, I think, we've got everything we need in terms of the squad depth that you need in a tournament like this. So I was looking, you know, so I figured, you know what, this looks like a good team. You know, Germany was a little bit down. Spain was a little bit down. 
Italy was going to be the surprise surprise team for most. You know, they've got a pretty experienced team. So if anything, they were going to use that to, to better themselves. Uh, it looked... All you take all of the all of the players on the England squad and you kind of compare them with all the other teams. I'm not sure how you know. I'm not sure where they where they lose because you go you know you go to the bench and they can bring on really good players. I mean, there's players now that we still haven't even got to see really. Right, they come in and do spot spot minutes here and there, and you know we're still saying you know what Grealish didn't even play in the last game, right? (laughs) He didn't even play in the last game, so. He's going to be rested if that if they gets if he gets used again. Saka didn't play, you know. Once again, you know, I I think Sancho showed, you know, why there could be a battle between the two of them for spots. Foden, I did he play? I don't even think he played yesterday. No, he didn't, he didn't play either. So I yeah, yeah, how, yeah, I don't think he's kicked a ball since Scotland. Yeah. yeah, so you've got a deep squad. You know, Southgate. Uh, it's like you, you can't mess this one up, right? You can't mess this one up. No matter even when he goes and does things we don't even like. It works because he's got quality and depth. So even if he, I mean, what is the best eleven right now? I don't think we'll. We may not ever see it, right? We may not yeah. see the best eleven play just because all the other teams just can't keep up. So I think going in, I thought England had a good chance because they had they had the depth, and that's what you need, right? You need that when the games come every three or four days. You need one, so they can do that. So and they're showing it, and you know, I don't. It's not even, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, you get lucky here and there. I don't think so. I haven't seen yeah. any of that, like, where I can look back and go, well, they got really lucky here. No, I mean, besides the Scotland game, it's pretty much been England taking care of business the way that you expect them to, right? Kane finally wakes up, right? Yeah. The last couple yeah. of games you're seeing your your captain and your, your, you know, one of the top strikers in the world doing what, he, what you expect him to do, you know? So I... <laughs> You know, it, uh, I was I had to watch I watched the replay of the game a couple of times, and it's like Harry, Harry, and Harry, and I'm like, I don't like you guys, I really don't. But you know what? <laughs> I'm loving I'm loving this, right? You know, I get, and you know, as I've said on multiple times, you know, yes, I I, I am in England. I'm sorry, I am in a uh, USA, but I'm British born. I mean, I, I know some people. I, I'll say this, and you, you probably hear it around that you know, some people are probably taking that taking the British card away from me just because I don't live there anymore, but. You know, mm. it still says British on my passport, so I can claim I can say uh, I'm British. I'm British to that degree, and you know, it's the Euro, so I don't have a. This is my team, so I'm going to go with that. And the fact that I know most of the players is actually makes it easy, easy too, right? So you can see them. I can talk about them as much as I, you know, I can. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think England's doing exactly what we wanted, um, and they're every time they come out. No matter what, we see something good from them. So it's only gotten better each time. And this Ukraine game was going to be the easiest, probably quarterfinals out there. And we uh, take care, took care of business. Took a little bit of time for me, but mm. I think uh, you know, as a whole, England's been doing pretty well compared to the other teams. And you know, we'll see how you know as it goes. <laughs> you know, next one I think is going to be the lot. The Ukraine game was all about, I think, just a, a squad that was beat up. Denmark yeah, that, 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 yeah, that yeah. Game killed them, and then they got to yeah. travel from Hamden Park to, to Scotland. Oh, yeah. Sorry, from Hamden Park to um, Rome. Yeah. They look tired. They look tired. So the next one is going to be all about uh, playing for something untangible, right? They've got a little bit of the, you know, they've got Christian Sin that they're playing for. On top of the fact that they're not a really, they're not a bad team, right? So now you give a, you give an athlete a little bit extra juice, something else to get them to play for, and you get, the, you're going to get the best out of them. So we're going to have to fight that as well. 
you know, and the fact that I think it doesn't matter how the game goes as well, because they can always, we can always, we got five subs, right? Mm. You can take five players off, off our team that could probably start in a match. And so, you know, if things aren't going the way we want, we can switch things up and, you know, you can see some good things. We've seen it before when we brought on Grealish, he just has the fresher legs and it looks so much better. Right. So, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's there. You just, I think they're going to have to work hard and make it look easy. Right. Yeah. Work hard, make it look easy. And then, uh, and then we'll see it. We should be able to hopefully make it to the finals and go from there. Yeah. Just quick, just quickly before I sort of pose the next question to you. And so probably want to put a question in after the, my next one, but, what have you made of the tournament as a whole? And let me give you a bit of context. Um, we sort of, me and Souls and spoken as well with what game sort of, and that Belgium-Italy game was first class. The France-Switzerland game was was brilliant. Like, I, I love tournament football. We, there's a thing in, we've spoken about this on previous shows, me and Souls and with some of the guests in terms of, you know, sort of how England van, fans view England. Um, because the minute you mention international football, they just it's like they just completely turn off. Um, but like I said, I think Southgate's done a good thing in terms of um, changing the culture of the squad environment. But yeah, in terms of the sorry, the sort of the games of the tournament, or what we've made of the tournament as a whole, Gary? Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the matches. I mean, you're getting a little bit of everything. I mean, the fact that the leading scorer's own goal makes it even you know even crazier that you know you don't have a a standout striker that's out there basically putting balls in because you know the ball is just going the wrong way for every for many teams except for England so far. So you know, cross your fingers, right? You continue to uh, show that defense. But yeah, I think the games have been entertaining. I've enjoyed it. I mean the was the round of 16 games basically sat here watching a lot of them and you know you think all right 10 minutes with a two goal lead yeah? yeah you should be able to this is international football you should be able to finish it off but you got to remember the other team is playing there also thinking you know what i've got 10 minutes to make something happen or else the season's you know the tournament's over for us and we've seen a couple teams come back right two down and still make a game of it so yeah. it's been it's been entertaining in that sense um, soon some surprise teams, right? Ukraine is, you know, nobody thought they would be this deep, right? So I think yeah. uh, it's been it's been pretty. I, I I've enjoyed the matches. I mean, I don't think there's necessarily been one where I kind of looked at it and went, "Wow." I mean, I mean, this that, that Scottish the Scotland game with the long shot, you know, from yeah. from from so deep, you're like, okay, wow, you know. So I think, yeah, and as a whole, I believe this has been pretty entertaining. I mean, I think it would be. Probably a little different if it was if it was set up like most of them in the past, right? Where it's all in the same country or region, essentially. But I think the teams have been able to handle it as best they can. You know, I think you know, I think also the the fact that England's only going to play what one game <laughs> outside yeah. the country, right? Is uh, is is a bonus for them, so that you should take advantage because you know it, it probably won't happen again. <laughs> right, it won't happen again because they're gonna not, they don't want, they want to give any you know the big teams the advantages you know so I think they should take advantage of this one and run with it you know they give you some good hand you know give some hands to start with you should take it and run with it and don't look back and you know you know so yeah I've enjoyed I've enjoyed all the games um, I've enjoyed all the games I've hated the fact that a lot of them had to go to go go to penalty kicks you yeah. know i've hated that in the sense that they you know teams work pretty hard and it comes down to just not being able to put the ball between the two you know <laughs> in, the, in a little square box right i mean yeah and then you think games are lost after the first missed goal and it's like nope 
no, it's not lost here, and Spain is able to get through, right? I mean, that that match in itself is, uh, you know, kind of epitomizes what you're seeing in this game, you know. Nobody expected Switzerland to kind of be able to at least hold on and get into the fact, get it, you know, go, you know, 100 and, what is it, 150 minutes, 120 minutes yeah. without, uh, without, you know, getting behind. So, and then going to... Going go to penalty kicks like that, you know, I think it would, you know, so that was, it was pretty cool to see that kind of game. So, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. No, no, of course. So, so before I come to you, man, I'll pose a question to you, and obviously I'm going to get Gary's opinion as well. But big ups people in chat. Russ is in there, Uncle Laurie, Mick Moran, my Liverpool bro, um, Arsenal fan circle. Big up to you guys, man. Um, thank you for tuning in on this late Sunday evening. It's much appreciated. But, um, Guys, like to follow my esteemed guests on their Twitter handles going along the bottom of the screen and also in their display box as they speak. Don't think about it, people. Go and do it. But Souls, yeah, um, thought the game yesterday. Obviously, England won 4-0, so it's quite emphatic. Probably could have scored more, to be honest with you. Um, but people still talk about creativity, which I, I, I get. I, I do kind of get. But what is, do you think, what do England sort of need to do better Um on top of what you saw yesterday. Um, audio listeners, before you speak, so I, was, um, I will get some images on screen of the team lineup and some other stats um, during the course of the live stream. So, so yeah, take it away, mate. What do you think England need to do better from what you saw more so just from that game yesterday as opposed to the whole tournament, as I say? Um, I think yesterday, some of the one of the positives that came out of it was one thing that Southgate always talked about was uh, taking advantage of dead ball situations. And yesterday, we missed some, but the two, obviously, two goals came from a set piece. Uh, Luke Shaw whipping it in on a free kick, obviously, the, um, Harry Kane scoring off that, and then, obviously, Harry Maguire on a corner, which, obviously, finally, that's come to fruition. And, he's and he talks about it. They're small margins, but they can really help you win a game. And I think... We've not seen that all tournament, but yesterday that did happen. And I think he's starting to realise he doesn't need to play uh, Trippier, you know, for set pieces only. And that's one of the things. And I think the overall team kind of benefits from that. Um, sort of my only sort of critique would be, I agree. I don't think the creativity was brilliant, but I don't think it was bad. I think we miss someone like a Saka or a Grealish, someone who can... The, the problem is, I don't want to point out Sancho because I understand this is his only sort of appearance and he's not really, he's not even featured in the tournament before this. But my issue is, it's too late in the tournament to now be that sentiment or be, oh, but look, hey, but look at what Sancho's done. But if that's the performance we have to go off of, if he's not ready and if he's not fit and he's rusty, I said it to you, Albert, yesterday, it's a semi-final. I don't have time for favourites. I don't have time for um, sentiment. We need this is the biggest opportunity to get to a major tournament final for England in how many years? Like so, this is this is incredible because I'm not underestimating Denmark like many people. But if we sort of take away everything on paper, we've got the bigger and the better squad. Our bench is probably, you know in a way, competing against their first team in terms of talent and ability. So it's a good opportunity. It's a very good opportunity. And I've said this before, tournament football can have its surprises and Denmark could do that. I'm not, not writing them off, but I just think we should have the quality to beat them. And I think someone like a Grealish coming in 
will help because Ukraine were tired. We I said this from like 20 minutes into the game. I go, you can tell they're tired. Those passes going into throwings, and I'm like, they've. I can tell they've got heavy legs, and that's down to them playing 120 minutes. And it wasn't like you know 120 minutes of, eh. It was 120 minutes of good intense football. And I think it was a good game. And I think because the levels were so close for Ukraine and Sweden, and it was fine margins that were separating them, it was literally, it could have been anyone's game. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think the red card helped. I think the red card really turned the tie. And that's that's what I'm talking about, the fine margins. It literally took a play to go off to turn the tide a bit. And um, it went into extra time. You know what extra time can do for any team. Forget about a team that doesn't have any depth. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we did take advantage of that. That's the only one thing I can say. We did take advantage. Like you said, there could have been more. I think the last 20 minutes when all those substitutions were made, the whole game kind of just died out. It was just yeah. like, yeah, go get your minutes, you know, whatever. Do what you need to do. Uh, just close the game out. I'm glad we got the clean sheet. I wasn't really in doubt we were going to do it. Other than, like, Pickford had, like, two one shaky one moments. <laughs> that one was a major one. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And one of them was like a bit of a uh, or whatever, but I think uh, it's harsh to say. But I think Mount isn't creative enough, and I don't. I hate to say it, but he had a good game. It's not him. He wasn't a bad player. It's just we need we need a cutting edge. We need create like a, an actual creative outlet. And I think really, someone like really. a Greenish coming in. Not even Greenish, it could be Saka. Like, I know that sounds a bit biased, but even a Foden, I think, might suit Denmark a bit better than Mount. And I think that's the only criticism I have personally. But there was, a, like I said, the positives, set pieces, finally we took advantage of them, which yeah. we should be able to do. Harry Maguire, Harry Kane, uh, obviously Jordan Henderson scored off a set piece as well, of a corner. Um, so we're finally taking advantage of the height, the power that we have. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Harry Kane, when you're in the box, <laughs> it's not a hard formula to follow, lad. But yeah, finally, he's seemingly going a lot further up the pitch. And he, I mean, he drops back a bit, but I can live with a bit. But I just hated it when he, in the group stages, when he constantly done it. And that was my only criticism. Because when we see the difference now, when we got into those attacking thirds, we're like, oh, shit, we've got Kane in the box, straight in, whipped in a ball, and something could happen. Whereas with before, we were then holding it, and they were looking like, all right, come on, come on, come on. And the problem is, if you wait too long, the opportunity is gone, especially with a cross. A cross has to be done sort of straight away, or you can have another touch, and that's it. Once that second touch is taken, that's it. The crossing opportunity is gone. So um, I think it's good. I think there's four goals, clean sheet, it will give them a hell of a lot of confidence, but I hope they're not overly confident. That's my only sort of thing to say. Mute, mute. You're muted, you're muted. Nice one, mate. So that's what happens <laughs> in China. But yeah, no, well, good point. So, Gabby, before I come to you, mate, um, my thing sort of with, let me take the first part, which is um, my kind of nitpickings of England, particularly in the first half. Um for me, they they look comfortable, um, and I said to Souls in the halftime break when I was listening to the to the punditry um, in at halftime, and I must be watching a different game. I mean, I, I mean, England England were comfortable. Don't get me wrong. For, I would say first 
25, 25, 30 minutes. But for me, they completely lost ascendancy in them last 15 minutes. And I said to Souls around on the live stream, halftime needs to come now <laughs> because they're going to concede. Um, Carl Walker, I've had my reservations about him for quite a long time, actually. Even, yes, he plays for a very good club side in Man City. But for me, Roy Keane said it a bit more harshly quite a while ago. Uh, call him a clown. But for someone who's experienced, he makes too many mistakes, man. But what, do, you, do you agree with... Guy, what did you sort of see in the first half? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Or do yeah, you no, no, there's a lot. There's a lot there. There's a lot. I mean... You know, England won four 0 but there are there's a lot to there's a lot still to be worked on, right? Because yeah. I I don't I don't I feel like that first half, the one goal that should be a disappointment in the way that the game yeah. should have gone, right? I mean, this team this team was tired, and it was showed in the second half, and we didn't. I don't think England jumped. I'm going to say we because I don't think we jumped out and uh, took it to them early in that match. I mean, after after we scored the first. The first goal, it looked like we were we were fine with uh, the score at that point. Like you said, I mean, Harry Kane being up top there. As soon as if you watch the you know you watch the replay of that goal from Sterling, he actually gets knocked off the ball. Get which actually gives him space. He 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 attacks the ball, gets to it first, pushes it into the box. Harry's there to to pounce on it, and you get a score. The next the next like 30, 40 minutes. Those type of opportunities just disappeared a couple of times. A lot of times you would look and you would see, like you said, you see Harry deep, so deep that you know what? There's no way they're gonna be able to get, you know, get the attack the way they want. Uh and so that's kind of that's where I, you know, if he's gonna critique, you know, if uh, Southgate's gonna critique the team, it's gonna be for that, you know, kind of what they did after they scored. It seemed like they were content with the way the game was going, when in fact they probably should have continued to press on the gas. And finish them off pretty soon. I mean, it would be. I mean, I Kane probably could have got his hat trick and be and be out, you know, early oh. in the second half, right? The way the game should have gone, based on what you know, what we want to see out of him. I mean, it, I hate as an Arsenal fan asking Harry Kane to go out there and finish off this game is kind of <laughs> that's, it's, it's a little it's a little hard on me. But don't listen. You're all right. I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> but that's but that's where we are, right? You know, that's where we are, right? We he. Is playing on a really strong team, and it should be easy for him to get an opp get opportunities to score. Should be easy. I mean, I, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump around a little bit because I there was a lot of things that were talked about, and um, they England did this, like you said, without Grealish there, Saka being hurt, and it's just like I said, I I don't know if we're going to get to see the the strongest eleven that that England has. Because I mean, even Henderson coming in late, you know, if he was healthy going into this, would he probably have started? He might have, right? Yeah. You know, based mm -hmm. on the confidence that Southgate has in some of his senior players, he'd probably be a player that he'd be confident to put in there and expect uh, certain things from him. So it's 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 it'll, it'll it's strange to see that you know what you may not see the best eleven, but it may be more than enough because of the depth that they have. Uh, the Sancho Saka thing for me is like you know what. I, Saka's first time playing man of the match, right? Sancho's mm. first time playing, okay, you know, and that might be because you know, okay, he's he's done a lot more than uh, Saka has in uh, in his domestic league, but you just see you see it when Grealish and Saka come onto the field, the team 
dynamics change a little bit. You know, they 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 don't go out there screaming for the attention, but they actually go out there and perform enough that you you just you just notice it, right? You notice a difference in the way the team plays. Uh, Sancho has got a little bit of that in there, not there yet. You know, maybe it'll, he'll grow and get it get there. But you know, Sack has been asked to do a lot. Grealish has been asked to do a lot. I don't think Sancho has been asked to do a lot yet. Uh, and that's probably the difference in the way that the style of play when they come onto the field because they know, you know what, I can do this, and I keep doing it every time I come out. So it's uh, it's um, it, it's it's good thing. It's a good problem to have when you kind of go, well, who do I, go, you know, do I go with Sancho? Do I go with Saka? I don't think you can go wrong um, with them if that's where you, if that's what you're, you know, if those are some of the two players that you got to compete for positions with. So I think that that's why it's England's just, you know, they say just, they're just pretty stacked, right? They've got their their bench is strong you know their bench could compete with their Very first true. team if they really you know if they really wanted to so it's uh it's a good thing to see but yeah if you're going to critique it i think uh scoring from set pieces and the headers i think that they got they got they got away with it cuz i feel like if this was denmark it, if they were playing denmark in this match and they went up one and then they gave up those type of opportunities in that second late in that that, like that first half Denmark might take advantage and actually score, right, and make it make it a game. That's kind of how I feel about it, right? The way Denmark's playing, uh, I think uh, a, a fresh Ukraine team may have scored. Um, so, to that degree, some of it is lucky. But I think the quality that uh, England has, they should be able to overcome anything that comes their way, at least in the semis. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, looking forward to it. You know, it should be a. Um, it's it's a game where what we saw in that first five minutes we're going to want to see probably for a lot for a lot longer to start a match you know because they can they can do it and we'll see what, you know based on the lineups we'll know a little bit more of how things may pan out right uh, so we'll see if the Grealishes or the Sackers get the play you know even I guess even the Foldens come in so we'll see what happens there but I I they've got they've got what they need to get the job done uh, so you know it's time to perform and. You know, I think they, they can do better. I mean, I don't yeah. think uh, I think that first half is where they could do better. The second yeah. half is where they, you know, they kind of showed, you know what? We, st you know, we're still here. This team is, is fading. This team is fading. And as soon as that second goal went in, you, pre you pretty much said, you know what? We got this. And then, you know, just ran away with it after that. So need to do it in the first half for a full 45 minutes and then uh, and then hopefully coast in and get ready for the finals. But we'll see. Well, don't say that word final. Don't say yeah. that word final yet, man. Don't say well, that's, that's the that's the plan, though, right? No, I'm not saying it, but that's the plan, right? The plan is to win the next match. So, <laughs> and based on that's this, we we shown a way we can do that. No, I thought I liked it. Big up to people in the chat. If people in the chat, if you want to drop a question in, then we'll try. I'll try and squeeze it in. I don't. So I want to sort of keep it, um, so that these guys have a nice Sunday chilled evening and not too long. <laughs> Um, plus, I've got to do a bit of prep for um, the stream for tomorrow and hopefully a few more. Hopefully a few more of England do well enough. But um, yeah, so, so I was coming to you, mate. Um, you might want to have a question for Gary afterwards. England made a couple of changes which we thought they would do. Um, I wasn't particularly sure where they would, but they did. Um, obviously, Trippier and Saka were missing or didn't start, shall I say, um, and Mount and Sancho came in. But in terms of the semi-final, do you expect there to be the same amount of changes or near enough the same team? No, 100%. I, I personally would. Um, and I think the, the reason why I would do it is the minute that first goal went in, 
I think the whole so and, and I was saying this on the stream, and I know I was saying it a bit bantry, but I was kind of being real with it. We lacked that killer instinct. We would we started showing respect, and I was like, Yeah, mm. you know, in yeah. league football, you can do it, but in tournament football, that instinct, that that sort of mentality needs to stick with you, yeah. and you need to be like, you know what? We're showing no mercy. And that's the reason why I say that is because if you don't show mercy and, and, and it's sort of that city sort of pep mentality and they don't, they, they'll score one, they'll be like onto the next, onto the, and Pep will never let them celebrate. Like they can celebrate, but he'll yeah. be like, no, back on it, back on it, another, another, another. And that's, and that's the reason why you do that is because you'll never get comfortable. And that's what happened for that sort of, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes near the end of the half and we were literally screaming, yo, this half needs to end now because something isn't going right. And yeah. I'm not saying it's down to the to the tomb personnel. I'm about to say, no, I want to see them changed. It's not really down to them. But as a whole, I think one thing, I just want to see a bit more of a killer instinct and, and wanting to take the game rather than, oh yeah, we're comfortable now. Let's just kind of, do our thing and sit back. I don't mind it. I don't mind conserving your energy, but try and make those chances happen. And for me, like Sancho was all right. He wasn't brilliant. He wasn't amazing. He was all right. Like the thing is when Grealish and Saka get the ball, you can bet your house something's going to happen. Whereas with Sancho, it didn't feel that way. And, and again, I'd, like I said before, I don't want to criticise him because it was his first game. But unfortunately, it's a bit too late for me to sit there and say, oh, we'll give him a chance. Hopefully he comes through because it's a semi-final. I can't do that. That's not, you know me, Albert, like, I want to win. That's just the way I am. And the winning formula is you bring the players who are ready to play. This mm. isn't a group stage that doesn't mean anything. This isn't you know a first leg or this isn't a second leg where we've absolutely bullied the team already. This is one chance, one chance only to go through. You bring Greenish back in because there's nothing wrong with him. Saka, I can't say anything because I don't know what the injury is, nor do I know the extent of it or whether he was tra if he's training again. So I'd have to look into that before I can say whether Saka needs to be brought back in. But let's say Saka's injured. I think the way Denmark play, I feel like Foden can open up that defence more than a Mount can. And Mount's more of a number eight. He's not a creative outlet. He's more of a like Lampard sort of a... Yeah, he runs onto things, yeah. Yeah, yeah a goal yeah. scorer late runs yeah. into... And I think for this game, we need Grealish and Foden to come in because um, I think the way Kane's now starting to play, he'll really benefit him and being in the box. And I think they're the two that I'll definitely make. I don't think he will take Walker out, but I just... <laughs> I, I just, I'm just a bit scared. I don't know what we're gonna get with him. That's my issue. You, know, like, my, you know, my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. he can't. Like, the thing is, he he can do good. Like, I'm not saying it's all terrible. He, but, he's he's better for me. Yeah, he's, he's, a liability. he's better in a three. I, I, I yes. wouldn't. I, when you're playing a flat back four, I, I don't want to see him playing a right back. Yeah, so I think I think for me, like I'd bring Trippier in personally. I just think James not been given enough of an opportunity to bring into a semi-final. That's the uh, that's the only reason. I'm not saying he's a bad player before people mm. get on to me. It's just literally, I just think people who are slightly more ready should be playing. It's just too far gone. This isn't a friendly anymore. This is serious, bro. And they're the they're the sort of two slash three changes I'd make. No, well said. Um, Russ put in a good question. It sort of touched on nice and beautifully, Russ. Well done, Russ, for, um, for what I'm going to sort of pull up. Um, 
uh, it was, let me see if I can find it. And there's some great um, stats, not everything, but I read some, see some unbelievable ones for England, actually. And I'm sort of going to touch on Southgate. It's all their listeners, I'll put up a graphic on the screen. Um, Souls and Gary, before I bring you in to your opinions, um, I wasn't even aware of some of, some of the stats I saw, but yeah, Gary Southgate is it um, back to back semi finals? Um, only South, only Sir Ralph Ramsey's the only other person. That's going back a long, long way. Um, England was it seven consecutive clean sheets, the first time in their history. Um, Jordan Pickford. Five clean sheets of the Euros. No other goalkeeper's done that at any single stage of the competition ever. Um, some of the stuff for Sterling and Kane. Sterling has provided six assists for Harry Kane for England all competitions more than any other England player assisted any other in the 21st century. Um, it's Sterling involved in 22 goals in the like past 21 games, um, 15 goals, seven assists. Kane involved in 27 in the past 26, 18 goals, nine assists. I was like, wow. Um, that's what it brings me on to Southgate, really. Um, and I come to Gary first, actually. The thing, the frustrating thing for me with Gareth Southgate is um, when you listen to him talk. You know, he played for England he, for a number of caps. Part of obviously Euro '96, um, kind of full circle. Twenty-five years later, on we've got a semi-final on Wednesday. But he's a very articulate man. He knows what he's talking about. He's done for me in terms of the younger players being brought through. I've seen a lot of England, as I said to a lot of people in the past few streams, and under previous England managers, um, none of these youngsters would have got a chance. And I, and I mean that. I don't think they would have got a chance because, you know, they tried and tested the, the, the experience, which you do need, you know, you do need. But that's one good thing Gareth Southgate has done. None of these clicks that Rio Ferdinand talked about a few years ago, which really still roused me to this day, to be honest with you. Um Southgate's interesting. I said before the start of the tournament that for, for me, for him to not even keep his job because anybody who has any understanding of the English FA, it's kind of the the boys' club and, you know, we'll give you a contract even if you do miserably well, even if you do miserably, i.e. Roy Hodgson, 2014. Um, but Southgate, you know what? He's... You have to give him a little bit of credit. Yes, we can be critical. We're allowed to do that. Um, we don't see major tournaments very often. Um, so, yeah, Gary, so what have you made of his time as England manager and also what you've seen in the Euros, uh, you know, at this tournament? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> coming into the uh, coming into this, it was always going to be, is Southgate going to be the reason why, you know, the mm. team struggles, right? You know, is his lineup's going to be sound? Is, is he going to pick... The right amount of players it all first thing comes out right you know you got all these right backs you know is that going to work for you you know is there no is there any reason why you can't get a left-footed player to play, play on the left side there yeah. you know yeah. that's you know so those little things came up i mean i like most i guess you know coming from an arsenal uh, as an arsenal fan it's he's got some confidence in a lot of these players that you know no matter what he does you know no matter how he sets it up it's going to get something out of them and they and he's got some really good players that are going to overcome anything he puts in front that maybe it's a bad tactic or a bad lineup in a sense that you know they can overcome a lot of these things so that's i believe that's what we're seeing it doesn't matter what i think it doesn't seem to matter so far what he does in terms of lineups because that's usually where people have questions about what's going on it seems to it's it's working out because he does have the players right, and they are they are playing well. I mean, the the young players are getting opportunities, and 
I, to me, are there, you know, I guess I don't I know the answer to this question, but are there a lot of older players that are missing from this squad that would have made it even better? You know, because I, you know, how much how much better can they do than what they're doing so far? Right? They've kind of grown into this tournament from those first first three those th- the first three group games and basically have excelled each time they've come out. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to like look at that and go, you know what? I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I I would have. You know, after the first two matches, I, I would have been happy. I would have said, you know what, Kane and, and, and Sterling, why don't, why don't you sit for a little while and get a little, you know, and then come in and, uh, you know, because we, we, we should be through to the next round. So, yeah. you know, take a take a break because I did, you know, he kept, he stayed with them and uh, they're, they're pulling through. But I have a feeling they would have pulled through no matter what. But I would have liked to have made sure that you have, uh, like we're talking about Sancho and we're talking about probably Calvin Lewin. We don't. What if we have to go to our bench in certain areas? We don't know if we're gonna. What striker do we bring in, who's had some substantial time to play? You know, we we don't have that. And the way the first two games were going, I don't know if he needed to work out some kinks, but it would have been nice to see Cavaloon come in and maybe get some minutes, right? If he's healthy to play. So that's kind of what I saw there. But yeah, what Southgate's doing, I think, is working well. Um, he's. He's not really. He's not listening to us, right? So it's just good because he knows what he wants out of his players, yeah. and they're playing for him. So yeah. it's, it's it's good to see. Gary, just to come in, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Just um, I think what it is, the England manager's job it comes under no other scrutiny than any other job I've ever seen in football. Um, you leave, you'll, you'll hear Ericsson probably say the same thing. Capella would definitely say the same thing. Even some of the English guys that have had it in terms of Keegan and um, Steve McLaren. It's it's and Southgate knows that. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, you played in a very, very good England side back in '96 um, to '98, I'd say probably. But so he accepts that the criticism, you know, is, is sometimes he's, he's a dead man walking. You know, I, I mean, listen, I've criticised Gareth Southgate. Some people probably, from what I see, social media wise, take it a little bit too far. But um, there's no denying he's. I, I like I said it in a, a couple of streams ago. I've not seen an England side in my lifetime have the togetherness that this squad has got by a country mile. Like I said before, togetherness is not going to win solely win your tournament, but it's going to help. That's what infuriates me with what Rio Ferdinand said a few years ago about England. I just thought, you know what? What are you talking about? You're 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 on international duty for your country in a major tournament where you're, you were seen as the golden generation. You'd rather put club loyalty and not what not your rivals getting one getting one up on over you than the, the best interest of the national side. I I don't get that. I generally don't understand that. Um, yeah. So, so sort of bringing you in, mate. Um, what's your thoughts sort of on on Southgate? And obviously, he's touched on some of the stats I read out in terms of England. It's annoying, isn't it? It's really it's so annoying because I speak like you know I tweeted out obviously today, and I was speaking to my brother about the whole tournament and obviously Denmark and what we think. And I'm saying it to him, and I go, Southgate, you know what it is? It, it, it's annoying because I, I don't... Because th- the thing is, you can't even say he's not getting the best out of this team anymore because he actually is. The only problem is, I do think he needs to win something, and this is probably his best. But to be fair, the World Cup, he should have gotten to the final, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Nations Cup was a very good opportunity to at yeah. least get to the final, and again he's got another great opportunity to get to the final. And the problem is, like you say, international football doesn't come around a lot. 
No. And if he can't get to the thing is, I said, if we go to the final and let's say hypothetically, because the likelihood is we're probably going to face Italy if we look at it on paper, that's probably majority opinion. I'd, I'd say if we have a heart for like we really tried and we and we just ha just lost like one nil, let's say, yeah, um, a heartbreak, you know, then yeah, you can give him another opportunity, you can give him the world cup, you know, you can do you know, try and do further with him. But the problem is, if he doesn't get us to the final, it's like, when are you planning to do it? Because other than, yeah, brilliant, you beat Germany, absolutely fantastic. And I've, yeah, and I've given him a lot it. of props. And I've yeah. said to I go to him, look, his record speaks for itself. Like, you know, seven clean sheets, the first time in, you know, 50, Definitely. like since the Euros, we've ever won an opening game, actually won it, not drawn, won a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won a penalty, obviously we've been better at penalty shootouts than we've ever been before. Um, there are positive. There are positive. Now it's three semi-finals. Yes, three semi-finals that we're in. And you do have to take that and you do... I do give him the props for that. But yeah. my only criticism is when we really look at it, should he have made those finals? Yes, in my opinion. I, I thought the World Cup in 2018 was a big chance. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and my criticism. It's like yeah. if you can't get us over that final hurdle, how with many those, more years can we give him with, with those a players, squad yeah. like this? Yeah, because no, yeah. the thing is, it's not every year; it's every two years or every. So it depends yeah. on how you view it. It's every yeah, yeah. two years or every four years, depending on you know the, the, yeah. the tournament again. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so look at Foden. He'll be. I know. I know these guys won't be too old because they are a young squad. But Kane will be pretty much out in about four, like, or he might be looking to retire. Maybe he can't deal with the pressures and 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 sticking to you know tournament football, the demands of it, because it is like sort of every three, maybe two days that you have to play. Um, Henderson probably more than likely retiring soon from international football, and it's like some of the talisman are gonna then retire, so they probably have another tournament in them. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe. I don't know if they'll start, but they might have another, like the Euros again. But that'll be four years' time. So we'll have to mm. wait and see how, like, for example, Kane's ankle holds up. And this isn't a, I'm not dissing him. I'm just saying genuinely, like, we don't know how his ankle will hold up because he does get those needly injuries. Um, so it's, it's tough. But I think that is international football sometimes. Even though you've done so well, because you've got limited opportunities for success, you have to be a little bit more ruthless. And and I think that because you can't buy a play, you can't go. Oh yeah, Kane's gone. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. Let me bring him in. Like you can't do that. You know, you're yeah. kind of limited to what. Uh, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a shirt on and play, man. Don't worry about it. We'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's my only because um, this again. I don't want to make it sound like I'm dismissing Denmark, but we should be beating them. That's my problem. The, the, only thing told, the only thing I said about the Denmark thing, and I yeah. said this quite a few times with Scandinavian teams they play a very similar British style Denmark mm. are a lot better than what people probably think yeah, um, yeah, yeah they beat England at Wembley I think last year the Nations League I, I believe it was um yeah. and you've seen this tournament they've been galvanized by the whole Christian Eriksen thing they're a very good side the defensively you know they're very good Cashfish Michael's a good goalkeeper you've got Vestergaard there you've got Simon Kerr um Christensen's been outstanding you got the full back, the left back. I can't remember his name, so you probably tell me. Um, the two oh, boys in the two boys in midfield have been phenomenal, Delaney and Hoiberg. Oh, you're talking about Mayer. 
That's the one, yeah. And then you've got the two boys, um, Dolberg and the other guy, I forgot. So they've, they're, they're, they're a very good side. Like, I, you know, let's not beat they about got the Delaney ball. as well. Delaney's had a great Delaney and, and Hoiberg in the middle. So, yeah. yeah. And then is it Dolberg, their striker? One yes, of the strikers. Yes. He's had a good so, um, I hear what you're saying, Souls. I just think for me, they're one of the better sides. No, no, they are. Because yeah. I mean, they're and absolutely and battered yeah. Wales. They are absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They got unlucky against Belgium. I think the whole situation just kind of took yeah. the wind out of them for that one game, and then yeah. they sort of rejuvenated. And who did they beat again in the the, the group stages? They beat them also like three 0 or something. Finland, they? They beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they battered them as well. Yeah. And the I thing think anything I would say, souls to some England fans. And obviously, I'm excited. I wouldn't, you know, semi-finals don't come around very often. Watching England, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. It's it's. It, it, yeah, you have to go. You have to lived a lot of years to have seen it. There's a lot of younger audience that have never seen a semi-final for England. They've never seen England beat Germany. I've never seen England beat Germany in a major tournament. I mean, I wasn't born in '66 like many people. So um, it's a massive, massive opportunity, um, and they don't come around very often. Um, it's going to be a big game come Wednesday. But I understand England have the players to get the job done to make a final, which is something that I'm really looking forward to potentially but um that's the only thing i'd say to england fans in terms of denmark um anyone anybody remembers 1992 and 2004 in european championship history stranger things can happen so yeah i'll say that but gary still bringing you in mate um gonna get the stats up yesterday um with the game yesterday first half second half but not so much to concentrate on that but um there you have it quite similar in the first half like I said, England were very comfortable, but for those last 10, 15 minutes, they just lost completely lost ascendancy. But what they did do well, England, um, is they scored early in both halves, which absolutely, in the second half, absolutely killed the game for me. Um, Ukraine were tired, um, and you could see that um, with their performance, particularly in the second half, they, the life got sort of sucked out of them. But um, there's, a couple, there's an individual I want to talk about who... I sort of want to get your thoughts, Gary. Uh, let, me get him up. let me get him up on screen because he had a very good tournament so far. Um, this man, Luke Shaw. Um, to give you a bit of context, Gary, before you sort of give us the opinion of him, what I will say is um, I'll take it back to World Cup 2014. Um, England had a disastrous tournament. We're effectively out after the, the first two games, losing both to Uruguay and Italy. Luke Shaw comes in for his first game for England, I believe, at left-back. Man in the match performance. Um, I think about a week later, two weeks later, Lou Van Gaal becomes the boss of Manchester United. Um, publicly calls out Luke Shaw in terms of not being fit enough. When I was like, at the time, I was like, wow. Like, he said that after the guy just made a debut for England and was man in the match. So I thought, wow, that's quite... That's quite a thing to say. And obviously, we know about the thing about Mourinho talking about Luke Shaw and his time at Manchester United. But yeah, Gary, what have you made of Luke Shaw this tournament? I mean, he had a great, obviously, season with Manchester United. But what have you made of him this tournament, mate? I've, I've enjoyed watching him. He's he's done really well. I yeah. I can't necessarily go too in too much into details because I guess I kind of look at the game a little differently. Some the way you know that a lot of uh, British fans probably do. Today, yeah. I did go back and watch uh, the game a couple of times, and I you know. You, you you notice him out there. Uh, he's definitely definitely out there commanding that side of the field. And it was you know it. And I think to me as a whole, you you just you look and you see a 
a well-tuned uh, team out there, and uh, he's yeah. one of the, one of those players that does that. So I, I really good, at, you know, on the ball, uh, commanding that one side, up and up, attacking up the side. I, I just, I when I was watching, I was trying to think. I was thinking to myself, all right, you know, when I, you know, I'm going to compare him. To, I'm going to compare him to uh, a tyranny and. <sighs> from a, I guess for me, from a defensive side, I feel like he's, uh, you know, I, I could, really good. He's, you know, this to he's me improved. looks a lot better. So I'm like comparing yeah. him to what I think is, you know, a good player on the left side there, and he definitely is a lot, a lot better to me than uh, what I've seen from Tyranny. So I'm, you know, and I think that's what, you know, England needs. And you, you're seeing that with the st the stats, right? We talk about not really looking at the stats, but you know, teams are getting some opportunities, but not much, right? Mm. And I think that's from the entire back line. And, you know, Shaw's one of the reasons why when he's out there. So I, he had a, he had a really good game. I mean, I know, I know some people, you know, said he was man of the match from the way that he played. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, I think that, that he came up as one, you know, and you don't, when you look at a 4-0 match, you don't sometimes think about, you know, is it, is it the goals that went in? Was I'll it the assists them. that were made? Yeah. Or was it every, all those things that happened before, before the touch, before the, you know, the the pass, before the kick, all of that stuff, and he's he's one of those people that is uh, the reason why that happens, right? Because I did, you know, there were, you know, in the middle, of, in the middle, <laughs> I think things were a little kind of like a little shaky. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. on the outsides, oh, sorry, on the left side, because I know, you know, Kyle Walker had his uh, in time when it wasn't so good. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, and you probably saw that on the live stream yesterday, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like one of the plays that stands out is I think Stones is trying to make a pass to Harry Maguire, and oh. Harry Maguire's watching it, and he's like, oh, "Was that you know? Was that for, was that for me? You know, yeah, and yeah. as a, to me, oh, the, that the, you know the defense basically started to it seemed like they just kind of fell asleep a little bit. Yeah, uh, I didn't feel that as much when I was looking at Shaw, but I definitely feel as a whole the entire group was basically looked like, oh, this is no, no, you cannot fall asleep, and you know, like you said, you cannot fall asleep in an international game because teams now there isn't like the next game where they can make things up no, now there isn't a, there's only the next the next touch of the ball so guess what they're going to come at you for the whole the whole 90 um especially if you keep things close and uh so yeah i i, I like what i saw from shaw i think you know definitely definitely <laughs> definitely the best defensive play there uh in the game you know all around both sides to me uh, so I like I like to see that. Um, can't go in. I guess I don't have the specifics, but I just like I said I did look at. I went back and looked at it because he uh, said uh, you know he had a really good game. So I went back and looked at him, and he looked pretty sound to me there uh, playing. And every time he got you know a touch of the ball, everything good things were happening. So I think uh, England's happy should be happy to have him there. Yeah, hundred percent. So I was just touching on quickly, just very quickly about um, Kane and. Sterling. Um, <laughs> a lot's been said about these two more than any other, probably more than any other two players if you take Jack Grealish out of the equation. Um, obviously, we mentioned the stats before in terms of goal involvements and goals and assists. Um, I, I get why Southgate perseveres with Kane and the likes of Sterling and, and Mason Mount and um, Jordan Pickford because those are the, the, the mainstays of his side. Um, do you think Watching that game yesterday, in particular, uh, I would say probably with Raheem Sterling more so than Kane, how important they are to this England side. 
Yeah, man, Raheem the Dream Sterling, man. He's making <laughs> the dreams known, fam. He's granting all those wishes. Now, he's, he's, you know what, he's, I said it, you know what, my only, my only sort of problem with Sterling is, do you know, Finish if he had it. end product, yeah, yeah. He, honestly, and I said this on the stream, he would honestly match numbers of Messi and Ronaldo. And that, that's not an easy feat, but no. he genuinely, no. his runs, his sort of timing on things. Brilliant. Um, so fantastic, and the way he can drive that ball into good positions to make things happen. It's just when he gets there, he doesn't seem to always make the right decision. And yeah. I'm not saying it has to be a hundred percent like success rate, but it's like twenty percent or thirty percent. Most of the time, you're not you're not confident something can happen, and yeah. that's I think the problem. But yeah, he's he he's he's that's what I say. Like he's such a frustrating player, and I think when I'm criticizing a player, it's just because. I know you can do so much better. That's yeah. all it is for me. I've not. I don't hate the guy. I think he is a phenomenal player. Like he is. He is, and I can understand why we persevere and not even persevere. Like he deserves to be in that team, in my opinion. And I, yeah. and I know Albert. You said like at the beginning with the season he's had, and I said no. You take a player like that with, regardless of whether you start him. That's a different question. And I think that's the question with Raheem Sterling at the beginning of the tournament, whether you start him. But to say like for me. 100% you take him in tournaments until he's like old or he's not yeah. really got the legs yeah. or something. I think, you know, sorry, Sosa, I, I, I don't think it, this is my opinion, obviously, and, and I wasn't the only one because I don't yeah, think yeah, he, he's done yeah. the last, he'd played particularly well for Man City the last few months of the season, but I knew Southgate would pick him. Yeah, in yeah. The yeah. The likes of Kane, Sterling, um, Pickford, those are the guys that he will always go to, regardless. He will never bow to public pressure, Gareth Southgate. He's not that yeah, way in On them things, yeah. Yeah, he, he won't. It is no non-negotiable to that. So I, but I think I think I think you do have to give him credit on that because Pickford, yeah. let's be real, didn't have the best of seasons. No. Um he, you know, he had moments that were all right, but like nothing that you think, oh yeah, let's start him. But he's been phenomenal. Um Raheem Sterling, again, you know, another player who's not had the best of season considering the fact he does play for Man City and he's got yeah. a brilliant setup for to not play. Like, the thing is, I can understand, you know, if he, like, was in a bad setup or something and, you know, yeah. he was start, like Saka, for example. Saka stood out in a bad system or in a bad yeah. team, should I say. Um, I can understand that. Even with, I mean, even with Grealish to an extent, like, Aston Villa's had a good life for their. You know, but I think they should have finished a lot higher than 10th, in my opinion, with the way they were going. Yeah. But then, obviously, as soon as Grealish came out of that team with, you know, that injury that he had, you could see how good he is. And I think that's why you take certain players, because you know they can offer you something different. And that's what Sterling does. His output, to be fair, like, I can understand why people say they don't want Sterling in this team. It's, it's more down to kind of... Is it, the amount of because he's not gonna always get like you know three, four, five chances to score a goal. He might in a game get two or three, or that might be the whole chances we create. And if it's falling to him and he's not taking them, then it's more than justified to say maybe it's time to take him out and bring someone who's gonna maybe take those chances. But the problem is, I don't think in I think there's very little players in the world of football, forget about England and what England can produce that can do what Sterling does. And it's it's the way yeah. he holds his runs. It's the way he times his runs. Great timing, yeah. Two literal t like he's 
can't I can't tell you when he's offside. Like that's how mad it is. You know, with players, you can say, Oh yeah, he was offside, then you oh yeah, he had a few offside. But with Sterling, it's it's so exactly. rare. When he's yeah. offside, you're like, What the fuck? He was offside. Are you sure you want to check VAR on that one? Because he might not be. And you know, that's that's the mad thing about it. And I think with Kane, you know, I think the frustration comes down to what he did for Spurs. He wasn't doing for England. He wasn't yeah, yeah, scoring yeah. goals. He wasn't creating. And I, and I said this in the group stages, and I mean this, and I still stand by it. He was just getting in the way. And I say it again. He, he just, he's in the, just, yeah, he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong yeah. areas of the pitch. Yeah. And now when he's done what I've said, where he's he seemed like he still does drop back, but he does it yeah. with a good balance. He's he knows when he needs to go into the box and he knows when to stick in the box because Sterling's going to make something happen or Luke Shaw's going to make something happen or whoever the wing-backs are. And and I think that's now what I like. It's the fact he's now adapted and and he's and it's thank God he's adapted now because we, we kind of do need him. His ability, it's not... Look, when you've got this talent, you need them to do what they're good at. And I'm glad it's come now at a good time when... Um, we're in a semi-final, obviously. To be fair, we wouldn't be here without the likes of Kane and Sterling. So you've got to give them their props, regardless of how they started. They've definitely pulled through. And they've they've kind of... Sterling's continued, and then Kane's caught up now in terms of he's now also performing to the ability that we know he can. And I think it's it's a good time to do that. Yeah, 100%. Gab, before I bring you in in terms of um, your man of the match and also... Um, what you made of what you made of Declan Rice in this tournament, um, guys, audio listeners. If you hear some lovely, enticing music, it's a little intro to subscribe to the channel so people should know what to do. And there you have it once again, people. Smash that like button if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel and also my amazing guest channel as well, and their Twitter handles are going below the bottom of the screen. So, Gary, yes, um, sort of a loaded question, but um, I'll take it whatever way you want to take it. Uh, Declan Rice, what have you made of his England, what have you made of his performances in this tournament so far, and your man in the match for yesterday? Okay. All right, <laughs> this is a tough one for me. <laughs> but here we go. Yeah, no, I... I... It's probably not. I don't have a lot to say about Declan Rice, even though I mean, he, he that this is. I mean, you, you, if you look, you watch the matches, the the middle of the pitch. I mean, I felt like we had uh, good control of it, and uh, that's you know the pair, him and and Phillips playing in there. Very I good think, pivot. They, Very you know, good. I think if I yeah. think they they them together uh, looked really good. I didn't. I can't see too much wrong there. Uh, yeah. you know, that's the thing. So I guess for me, one of the things that, you know, I don't have as much as I would probably want to have to say about what I saw there when I was watching, I watched the replays and that didn't seem to be where any of the problems were sometimes, you know, there were some breakdowns that went through the middle, but a lot of times I, I kind of felt like, you know, I wasn't seeing a lot of negatives from them in the, in the game. So for me, I, you know, I think Rice did, you know, he did, he did well for me. I, th I think Phillips kind of, to me, actually, I saw, I, you know, when something was happening, he seemed to do a lot more. So I saw yeah. his presence was uh, a lot bigger for me there. Uh, Rice, you know, sitting back or whatever, being the, being the supports as he was, I think I didn't see I didn't see his influence in the game as much as I probably would have, you know, to say how much I, you know, how much I thought of his game. That's kind of what I saw. 
You yeah, know, yeah. like a lot of times when you're trying to analyze, you know, you look at the game, you're like, all right, <laughs> is it, are they, are you talking about them because they're making mistakes? Or are you talking about them because they're making some really good plays? Uh, Declan was just in there. And I think not making any mistakes, not shining brightly or anything like that. And that, that's a good thing because I think, as a, like I said, as a whole, 11 players, England is, looks really, really solid, right? Mm. When you when you think of the 11, they, there are some blips there. There are some gaps. There are some times when, as a team, they kind of fall asleep a little bit. But in general, not much negative to say there when you talk about the, 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 the squad as a whole. So I kind of feel like, a, yeah, I mean, nothing negative for me. <laughs> there might be yeah. some some things there, but I didn't I, – I, I kind of feel like when – uh. You know, we we talk about Phillips, and maybe that's because he maybe puts himself out there because he he does takes a he might take some more risks than Declan Rice does, and that's why you talk about him sometimes in a positive and a negative light. Mm. Um, that's kind of what I saw from the, from there. So that's my thoughts on Declan Rice. I don't know if you saw more and can elaborate on that. But <laughs> I know what it was. Okay, the reason why I asked that um, is, and Sol might back me up, is because he played well in the first game against Croatia, and. As you understand, with Twitter world, they just go in when they the next game was just completely chalk and cheese. Oh, you know, Rice and Phillips, oh, they can't play. You know, and offer like, like relax, man. Like these, this is they play well. He's done all right. There's, you know, they didn't. You know, they wasn't great. The, the England performance wasn't great against Scotland, but it's just I just think it's just a case of the simple fact of Twitter world. Just when it comes to England, anyway, and, and I should just just lose it. You know. Next minute, I'll be saying Declan Rice should sign for Arsenal. That, that's just how it is. It, that, that's how the some of the, the footballing brain works sometimes. But so, so it's coming to you, mate. Um, who was your man in the match yesterday, mate? Oh, I said it and I'll say it again. Raheem the Dream Sterling. <laughs> you get to Sterling? Yeah, 100%. The, the thing is, right, he did everything before the, the stuff happened. And that's what I look at. I look at who who's making this happen. Like Luke Shaw wouldn't have the assist if it wasn't for the flick on that, um, the drag back flick on that Sterling did. And Sterling was just running the show. And 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 and, and that's the mad thing. Like I don't really look at who got the assist or who got the goal. That's easy. I can do that if I wanted to. I could just look. I don't even have to watch the game to do that man of the match. But for me, I just think the way he ran the show and he made things happen. And that that's the reason I'm giving it him. Okay, with me, yeah, I think I said it yesterday. I okay, Luke Shaw played really well. Um, I thought the two boys in midfield were very good. Um, Maguire's you know, he's he's influenced on the team at center back, you know, it, it can't be ignored. Um, you know, it's not, <laughs> I'll get the whole slabbed comments and all that rubbish, but he's he's very integral to England. But I actually gave it to Kane, and I said why on the live stream is because the way he was sort of getting. I mean, we. I mean, we've obviously been on the platform. We've we've criticised him from what we've seen, but the way he was getting hammered um, after the first three group games, um, I just thought, you know what? And I said to Souls um, when we did the preview for the Germany game that I just got a feeling he's going to score. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've not. I, I, people might think I was talking absolute rubbish after what he, he performed in the first three games, but I just had a feeling he was going to score against Germany. Got the goal in a very important game against a, a team that we don't do very well against. Um, and he came up trumps yesterday. And I'll tell you something, if he'd have got that third, if he'd have scored that goal and he hit that volley, 
Jesus Christ, that would have been one of the best hatches I've seen in, in my one in, in, in a long, long time. Um, and I thought, you know what, this for the stick you've taken to come up with that with them goals yesterday and almost getting that hat trick goal, I thought, you know what, fair play, mate. And I think he did actually get star, star of the match as well, but. Yeah, I kind of gave it to Kane. I thought, you know what? You've come late to the party, but you have come to the party. So um, that's my man in the match. Um, guys, we've come to the end of the stream. I, 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 I didn't get my man in the match because I kind of I kind of just well, I, kinda, sure I, pass, on, I passed it on to you <laughs> before I got a chance to. Because I, I, I hadn't really thought about it, though. I hadn't really thought about it. But we this whole tournament, we've been saying Sterling, Kane, Kane, Sterling, Sterling, Kane. So... At some at some point, both of them would have to kind of show up, Brian. I think they both showed up, especially the way that first goal went, because that's kind of the stuff you expect to see, right? The fact that I'm also watching Kane take, you know, you know, uh, drawing, drawing, drawing fouls means he's engaged, right? And that's we weren't getting that in those, in those first three group games, right? No. He's usually when he's engaged. The other team knows it because they're pissed off at him because he he did something <laughs> yeah. to them, right? And it had nothing to do with scoring. And he was doing that in this game. Like, he kind of woke up and wait, wait a second. I can do more than just, you know, score a goal here. I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to punish this team whenever they give me an opportunity to go down. I'm going to go down. And he did that. He did that a, a lot, right? Um, he put himself in the positions that we want to see him in, in the box, in the middle. Yeah. All comes to you and... Boom! You know, it's. I mean, I think Ukraine, in a sense, kind of as a, you know, they kind of. I don't know what they were doing on defense, but they kind of just like stood there and watched in awe as, yeah. as, as he jumped in the air and put his, you know, his head through the ball. So you know, and that's what happened. On I guess those the three goals that we scored in the second half. So I'm hoping they can take that five minutes and say, you know what, let's take those first five minutes build on that because we want to see that a lot more throughout our next match because we're going to need it. You know, Denmark, you know, as we said, their defense is, it's going to be stout, really right? It's going to be really, yeah, really good. Really so good. you're going to have to bring your, bring, bring what you kind of, the way that you played where you take advantage of whatever they give you, because it won't be much. And when it comes, you got to be able to put that ball in a position for somebody to score. Right. Uh, Sterling, I, like you said, I, his finishing needs help. But I, I think for me, it's, the times when he, like when he made that he made the assist i want more of that but a lot of times what he does for me anyways is he puts himself in trouble he gets himself in trouble for some reason he just dribbles right into the the heart of the defense and he has no answers for it and you're like yeah. what did why did you why did you go there there's three yeah, defensive yeah. players you at least hope you know go out to the the wing or something and yeah, let yeah. you let your teammates come in and then maybe you can get around but he kind of just that's what he was doing early I didn't see it as much in his last game, and hopefully that's you know he's he's worked his he's worked those kinks out. But that he does it every once in a while, where you kind of like, where are you going with that ball? You know, the defender didn't even move, and you dribbled right into them. You know, it's, it's like you're really fast, right? He's a really fast player, often on the ball, and you're like, what 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 am I seeing here? Where the defender just stands there, and then the kind of ball just comes to them. No, just you know, I, I think that and that's where I think it's that's where when you look at him, you're like, there's so much there. There was so much there that I'm not getting, and that's why I'm disappointed in what I see. It's because he's not giving us to us, and he's and he can. We can see it. I mean, I, I kind of feel like the things that you would see in a uh, in a city game. They're like, no, we don't do that. We don't we don't just give the ball away. You know, we don't do that. We're mm. pretty we're pretty clean with the ball. You know, we make really clean passes, really clean decisions, really the right decisions. We don't kind of turn the ball over, and we continue to press and press and press. 
And that's what England has. And they should be able to do that with the team they have is continue to put pressure on the team. And Denmark eventually will break if you continue to do that. If you give them openings, they will take it and run through it. So uh, it's important that they do that. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would like to see Grealish in the next game. You know, yeah, a lot of people would. You know, from, from Russ down there. But I'd like yeah. to see that because I kind of feel like, you know, you don't need to have your best players coming out. Yeah, it's at that stage now. You can't leave it any later. It's just it's semi-final time. So, Southgate, listen, he, he may. He may do. He may do. I, I'm, we're not in his head. We don't know. Um, I just think they're going to be a very difficult team to break down. So, if you're not going to play him in the semi-final in order to get to a final, then when are you going to play him? And that's the thing. That's that. Listen, we're not England managers, thank God. But... um. Big up to Gary and Solzy coming on. Great show, man. Um, big up to the people in the chat. Get your virtual, give us your virtual waves and hugs if you want to, man. It'd be much appreciated. People, smash the like button, like I said. Um, subscribe to my Steam Guests' channel um, and the two handles as well. So, Gary, once again, thank you for coming back on the show. Low supporter. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, always welcome, man. So, yeah. hopefully, there'll be more content coming up in terms of Euro 2020. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Yes, yes. But, uh, at least one more match, right? Yeah. Just one more match with a, with a, you know, a home team playing in the home stadium in a European in a European tournament. So that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> give, give, give your channel a plug before we go. Uh, yep. So DWTT is the YouTube channel. Uh, Arsenal content. I uh, try to do the reviews after the game. Uh, what I see, what I hear, and what I feel kind of uh, is what you're going to get. Uh, don't waste a tweet on Twitter. Uh, and then, you know, everyone, I'll, I'm pretty much everywhere, as most people will say in the <laughs> chats, or once in a while I get to go on screen. But uh, Arsenal Fan Circle is where I, you know, it's kind of where I am yeah, twice a week. Man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, check me out there on Sundays and Thursdays. Yeah, there you go, people. Go and subscribe to Arsenal Fan Channel as well, people. Go and do it, people. <laughs> so, my co-host, we, we've we've got a couple of, still a few shows left to do, um, irrespective, but... Um, Thanks for being my amazing co-host this series, man. It's been it's been a blast to me. Um, where can the people find you, bro? Uh, yeah, they can find tomorrow, 7 o'clock, um, <laughs> for the preview, the preview to the Denmark game. Ooh, Good guest yeah. coming on. I don't know where... But that'll be revealed on Twitter, so obviously yeah, yeah, follow yeah. Um, Albert on his Twitter and obviously you can find me on Guna Souls on YouTube and on Twitter. And like I said, it's coming home. So <laughs> let's get that party started. I said it again and I'll say it again. It's just a formality. We have to play the semi-final and the final. They can just hand it over now if they really wanted to, but they want the entertainment. They want that, you know, spark. They want the, the 66 when we were at home in Wembley and we won that World Cup. I want to see that happen because I didn't, I wasn't born. Clearly I'm 22. That happened far before I <laughs> So give me my memory. Give me something I can tell my kids. Yeah, we actually did do something finally. So that's that's you make, that's the you, know what, you, you joke about it. you make a very, very, very good point because that's the thing. Um, I've seen a lot of England, like I keep saying, I've seen some tournaments that have been horrendous, I've seen some very poor ones, I've seen some good ones, not many good ones. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, give us to see England in the major final of a major tournament is something that It'd be incredible to be totally honest with you. Um, and you know what, Southgate, just just give yourself an opportunity um to let them players go out there and express themselves in the way to get this job done and get England into a major final. Um, we've seen in many, many sports where 
Britain or England have done well with the likes of Andy Murray, the women in the women's the women's rugby world cup, the men's rugby world cup, you know, cricket teams been in the ashes. They've in other sports we've done brilliantly well. Just football, it, it, we can't get to that final, but there's a massive opportunity come Wednesday. So people, that is the show done. Yeah, Albert J TV over and out. Hashtag Ukraine nil England four. We're back to Wembley on Wednesday. Come on, you lions. <laughs>